Hey, yes, Jesuits, we're starting out this message with just a big moment of gratitude, a huge fat thank you to everyone that's listening, has been sharing Yash Jesus with a friend, leaving us five-star reviews, and buying us a cup of coffee on our website. These actions help us so much. Our Yash Jesuits have helped us reach new audiences and to really keep this show going. Yes, but we also want to be very real with you about our finances, girl. This podcast is a labor of love, and we keep things very lean here. No carbs over here, but we need a stable source of income to pay ongoing bills. Each episode costs about $300 to produce. So, sugar daddy, sugar mamas, your ongoing support is greatly appreciated. That's why the Buy Me a Coffee works so well. You've actually helped us to fund some of the episodes so it doesn't have to come out of our pocket. So we're going to do something right back for you. We're going to be upgrading our monthly sponsors to a subscription model. Episodes will still be available for everyone, but subscribers will get the first listen, as well as exclusive content from some of our amazing guests, including behind-the-scenes videos, bonus episodes, personalized messages from me, Danny Franzese, and, and my buddy Azariah Southworth, and way more. Yeah, you want T.S. Madison? We got it. You want Gigi Gorgeous? We got it. You name it, we got it. And we wanted to make it. You name it. <laughs> we wanted to make it extra special for our subscribers who are part of the core group making this podcast, this family, this ministry continue to spread God's queer love. It is your help and support that has got us that Glad Award nomination. Mm-hmm. And now we have even bigger guests signing on and more listeners coming on every day. We need you. So go visit yashjesus.com. Click on the support the podcast button and then click subscribe. Yeah. Who knows where we can go next because of you. So thank you for everything you do to support Yes Jesus. Hello, kings and queens in between sinners, saints, Alamo, Phi, Israel, Ains. Welcome to another Naked is the Day God Brought You Into This World episode of Yes Jesus. I'm Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my sometimes clothed, sometimes unclothed bestie. <laughs> Just hanging out in my birthday suit, Azariah Southworth. <laughs> Don't worry, Izzy. It might be a little cold, but otherwise you're fine, because here at Yes Jesus, we believe... God wants you to send him all your nudes. I mean, God's already seen you naked, and he likes what he's looking at. Mm-hmm, he told me so. We'll get right back talking about your nudes after this news. There have been a lot, and I mean a lot, of anti-LGBTQ bills that have been introduced in state legislators. By one count, there are over 350 anti-LGBTQ bills, and we only have 50 states. A lot of people are pushing these harmful bills And are saying that they are needed to prevent the indoctrination of children or the sexualization of children. That's their argument. That's what's behind this don't say gay law and laws. And that's what's behind some of these bans on drag shows. Yeah, that's why, you know, little Tommy can't talk about their two moms or their two dads now. Like, that's what it's really about. But when they go to kindergarten, they're like, who's your little girlfriend? Mm -hmm. One lawmaker is finding a way to fight back. Nebraska has a bill that would ban minors from attending drag shows, and Megan Hunt is a bisexual lawmaker in Nebraska. In fact, she is the first out LGBTQ plus person elected to the Nebraska legislature. Ooh, snaps. She proposed an amendment to the law that would prohibit children from enrolling in Bible studies, attending church camps, or participating in other forms of religious indoctrination. Wow, that's us. Forget about snaps. That's us. Oh, snap. <laughs> yep. 
So listen to some of the texts of the amendment. It says, There is a well-documented history of indoctrination and sexual abuse perpetuated by religious leaders and clergy people upon children. Abusers within churches and other religious institutions often use events like church or youth group-sponsored camps and retreats to earn children's trust and gain unsupervised access to such children in order to commit such abuse. Under the amendment, children also are prohibited from attending any religious camps where alcohol is served, even if the alcohol is part of a religious ceremony like communion or something. And Senator Hunt is just trying to make a point with this amendment. She knows it won't pass. And she even said that she'd withdraw if she needed to. But she's pointing out how much indoctrination children go through, especially at religious institutions. Yeah, these conservative think tanks, mostly evangelical-based think tanks that are lobbying our Republican lawmakers to create these laws, really need to hold a mirror to themselves and... <laughs> Do some work, honey. Mm. It's I love what she's doing because she's holding a mirror up to them. Well, keep your votes. Keep your votes handy um, <laughs> because that is definitely a reason to show up at the polls. Yes, um, show up. For sure. Um, and now it's time for God to show up and show off as we go into our praise report and our prayer request uh, section of this show. This is where if you really need... A little bit of extra help, um, a little something's weighing heavy on your shoulders, then come to us and give us a prayer request, and we will add it to our prayer list. We'll ask our listeners to pray along with us, and we'll give you the little extra boost that you need. But if you've been boosted, if you are so <laughs> boosted, if you are too anointed to be disjointed, <laughs> because God is so good, and you're walking around just saying, God is so good, I got a hallelujah, somebody listen to me, then that's a praise report. Call us with that as well, um, and we will make sure to include it, and we'll hallelujah along with you. But first, Azzy, we're going to start out with a prayer request you got this one right yeah this is from ash ash says hey i have a prayer request lately i've been running into people from my past who i've been to church with and it's been triggering when it happens since they dead name me and use my wrong pronouns every time this happens i get in my head that i'm sinning and it takes a long time to get out of my head pray that i can learn how to process these feelings and for clarity when these situations happen just got to keep that mind on the future, Ash. Just keep looking forward, you know, and, and stepping each foot forward with love. Um, because, you know, it, it, it does take a learning curve for some people. And some people don't understand uh, what's going on with you. But as long as you feel comfortable in who you are, God loves you just the way you are. I can't relate to being dead named. I get, I get the pain that would come with that. But when how I can relate is... When my friends have introduced my boyfriend, or my parents have introduced my boyfriend as a friend, you yeah, know, I feel in, that at energy. important events and gatherings where there's other family that you see like every 10 years, you know, like mm -hmm. this is a moment to get reacquainted and this is who I am and this is part of my life and a moment to come it, into genuine fellowship. Verbally um, acknowledging your life yes, your existence. and affirming your existence. And, you know, in those moments, what I've done is I just correct them lovingly, quietly. I just said, no, this is not my friend. This is my boyfriend, you know, and and Ash, that's that's why I just encourage you to when you have the ability to do that, just stand firmly in who you are and say, no, my name is not this. It is this. And these are my pronouns. Good to see you again. And goodbye. Like it can be just as simple as that or like just 
stand your ground and say who you are. But we will pray for your feelings and and for your clarity during this, because that is certainly something to ask for strength for. It's not easy. Like, and we we do think that that is something that God could provide you. So we will be praying for that for you. You know, it's hard to process it sometimes, as you said, and we're here for you. You are ash to us. Um, So we have a praise report also. So this one's less of a praise report, but Mish has sent us a great follow-up to a previous episode, and we just really wanted to share it, and we wanted to give some praise for for Mish. So Mish says, hey, Ash Jesus, I really enjoyed the latest pod, and I'm sending this to you because you asked on the pod if we had any other perspective about left-handedness in the Bible. Remember that, Azzy? Mm, I do. Yes. And so so the way the story of Ehud, uh, uh, Mish says, was told to me as a kid, yes, I learned this as a child, haha, was that Ehud... Ehud being left-handed was actually crucial because the guards would only check his left side. Assuming he was right-handed, righties would pack their swords on the left because that's how they draw. So only a lefty would make it past security and still be able to properly draw his sword. It was taught as a God uses all kinds of people, even lefties kind of lesson. Mm. But yes, the fat and the sword part was definitely played up, but it was always one of my favorite stories to tell people who aren't familiar with Bible stories to get them interested. But maybe I should reevaluate why that is and how I tell it. Keep spreading the love and the joy. Love, Mish. Hallelujah for, that, for Mish. you, Mish. I love that. And you know, my, my little niece, uh, it's Alina's left-handed, and I can't wait to tell uh, her that story. It's a nice little representation for yeah. people. You know, we are here because we felt when we were Bible-wondering as, as children that we were always left out of stories. So anything mm-hmm. like this that brings a perspective to somebody, you know, and shines a little light on a different part of the community, you know, left-handedness. Right. Um, there's a place for you uh, here, and there's a word for you. So thanks for that. That's really awesome. And speaking of the word, we'll be right back after this with the scripture of the day. Hello, I'm Caster Hex. I am the UK's immortal time-traveling witch. Been here for a couple of hundred years, and it's still shite, so we're doing well. And you're listening to Yas Jesus. It's the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. The scripture of the day. Yes, as he had soul food. I got it right here for you. Genesis 2.25. Oh, yeah, right from the beginning. The man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. The man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. I say naked. I like how you said naked. Like you give it to Indiana. Naked. Look, we've talked about bodies and we've talked about body positivity and body acceptance on this show before, but this goes beyond just accepting yourself in your body. This is about being seen. All of you being seen. (laughs) We have a pretty uptight culture about nudity. It seems like showing off a little skin has been named as a worldly sin. Uh, Especially here in America, like, uh, you know, after World War II, when they tried to clean everything up and make everything look like that purity culture television Mm -hmm. that was happening. I remember taking my first trip to Europe and seeing like a Thighmaster commercial where the lady was topless (laughs) and being like, what's happening? (laughs) We are not like that here. You know, we've lightened up over time, though. Do you remember when seeing a woman's ankles was like a huge scandal? Like, I remember hearing that when I was a kid, that back in the olden days, they'd be like, Ooh, an ankle. I mean, yeah, in a lot of religious circles, it still is. 
Um, I mean, ankles can get your engine revving. I don't know about you. I mean, a nice like bone structure ankle, you know, and the gets the blood pumping. And, you know, I can see why people get freaked out about it. I understand. One of the hottest fetishes I ever saw, not, not not for me personally, but that I ever heard of was like a woman's high heel pushing down the gas pedal of a tractor tra- trailer uh, <laughs> like, uh, i can see how that works yeah. for some people yeah, yeah. you know you, we should recognize that our uptight nature about nudity is not applied evenly women's bodies have been both put on display and judged so harshly but what does god think about nudity well A quick look at Genesis might give us some idea, Danny. If you look up Genesis 2, you'll read one of two accounts of God's creation, where God is forming and shaping each living creature, including humanity. Um, This is the end of the story of Adam and the rib. Mm -hmm. You often hear people quote Genesis 2.24 to try to deny the existence of queer people. Here's what the verse says. Therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. Ah, yes, the one flesh idea. This verse has been used to reinforce a heteronormative reality over and over again. But do people know what verse comes after that? Our scripture of the day. Yeah, Genesis 2.25. The man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. You hear that? They were not ashamed of their nudity. They would let it all hang out, and it wasn't a problem for anyone. It's almost like God's original creation was intended to have us look at each other's naked bodies without shaming or objectifying each other. Can you believe? Can you imagine what that would be like? Just walking around naked and not getting freaked out, not objectifying someone else? Maybe a little cold. (laughs) (laughs) But the story continues. And we're going to jump to Genesis 3. We probably have heard the story of the serpent convincing Eve and Adam to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what happens when they eat the fruit? Genesis 3, 7 is the verse that comes right after Adam and Eve eat the fruit. So this is the very first thing that happens. Yes, Genesis 3, 7. The eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. So the first result of eating the fruit is recognizing their nudity. The product of the fall is shame about nudity. So does it follow that shame about nudity is a product of sin? All of our uptight nature around nudity, all of the censorship, the blurred out body parts, all the R and NC-17 rated movies are all the consequences of the story of the original sin from Genesis. You know, it's often weird um, when they do censor movies, the context of how they do it. Like, Mm. you know, I remember um, in my first movie, Bully, the movie ended up being not rated because in the movie there was a bunch of nudity and sexual things between i guess uh young ki- young people mm-hmm. and they thought that oh that was because it was a drama but here you can have Shannon Elizabeth walk around naked in American Pie and that can get an R rating because it's a comedy and a woman so it was interesting how like if something's if something is presented as dramatic or scary then there's it's too real but if you're doing it as comedy and boobs pop out oh then it's okay interesting yeah are we getting better about nudity or more uptight. We have a lot of reality shows that either incorporate or are completely centered around nudity. The freaking deacon Ross Murray would like to note that his sacred calling as a deacon now involves <laughs> looking up nudity on reality shows. I'm glad that Naked we could bring that to you, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> this is holy work, people. Yes, it's your mission. Now let's talk about a few of these shows. 
These are the top 10 most popular reality shows that feature nudity, according to uh, IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. Danny and all of our listeners, I want to know if you have watched any of these shows and if you would ever go on any of these shows. (laughs) No. First one. So this is the first one, Naked and Afraid. Okay, this one, I mean... First of all, the weight loss program. On I think it. you would do naked and confident, but you wouldn't do naked and afraid. No, naked and afraid is when they, the reality show with two strangers. It's usually one male and one female. Uh, they try to survive in the wild for up to twenty-one days naked, or Easy. as as you would say, naked. <laughs> and let me tell you something else: bigger bug bites and everything else. That is a hell no. Like, I'm sorry, they're getting bug bites. They're eating worms. They're like, oh look, this is like a really delicious snail. I'm not into it. Just create a fig net, uh, net. A fig leaf net or something. The, yeah. so I have no problem with building some kind of like, you know, um, like using some Jurassic technology to build some kind of like uh, hut or something. That's not the problem here. I just don't want to get bit mm-hmm. by bugs. I hear, you. I hear you. All right. Second one is Naked Attraction, a controversial dating series in which people see potential love interests whose naked bodies are gradually revealed to them. Then. They must get naked themselves and choose. <laughs> it's always hot people, though. You know, I know. Was, I, there was a show a long time ago called Strip Poker, and it was always just like these hot people that got down to like underwear. So it was like underwear models. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, if they just had like a regular people in there, I would be dying to see some like abuela have to like, you know, <laughs> take off her dress for $150. Here's another one. Nude bowling party. Uh, two, what, what network is this on? Two teams, one consisting of two models, older, and one of two dancers, and they compete in a bowling contest. Who pitched this? Since there are prizes uh, both for the winning team and the sexiest bowler, the four girls strip totally by the third frame, and they bowl the rest of the game wearing only bowling shoes and socks. The video is set up on, of a takeoff on Bowling for Dollars, complete with announcers and commercials. <laughs> that was a text just offering you an audition for that show. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, uh, there's a th- another one here. Gigolos. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Gigolos. Well, g- gigolos do be gigging. Uh, <laughs> gigolos is a reality te- television series that shows an uncensored look at the life of Las Vegas gigolos. Yes. I would, a- be, I would watch that. I did see it. They were did a little, yeah. I don't know, was, smarmy. Was, okay. Um, I did watch it. It was, you know, I wanted them to be hotter. Uh, X on the beach. Uh, they're hot there. I mean, our own, Yash, this is his own guest star, Reese oh, Wanzer, yeah. uh, was on that. It's eight single guys and girls headed to the beach looking for love. However, one by one, their idea of a holiday romance will be ruined as their exes turn up. And you never know whose ex is going to turn up. Time. It could be three of one person's ex and none of another's. Oh. They just keep showing up on on these boats. Um, it's crazy. That would be wild. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Speaking of wild, there's also Buck Wild. The show follows the lives of nine young adults in Sissonville, West Virginia, and Charleston, West Virginia. They have a great love for the small town America and seemingly create their own unique ways to enjoy life in the rural area surrounding them. Dating Naked. I used to like that one, too. A reality series in which a man and woman date two different naked suitors on remote exotic locations. The best part of Dating Naked is when they're all naked by the pool at the end of the night, and then that's when the real stuff goes out. That's always the best part. All right, you might have heard this one, Girls Gone Wild. Do you remember those commercials back in, like, the 90s? (laughs) They're always on late at night. It was always in Florida, too, so... (laughs) 
Well, spring break capitals. Yeah. Well, this is a video series that basically asks women to flash the camera while they are partying. So we don't recommend that one. No, but there may there may or may not be a guy's gone wild somewhere that's like I'm not even you know. I know there is. Actually. Somebody can Google that, and I don't <laughs> know. They might find it. something. Uh, <laughs> there's Big Brother, a group of contestants move into the Big Brother house where they nominate each other to be evicted by public vote. The last person remaining will take home a large cash prize, but. Will the others take home nothing? Well, you know, there's a lot of nudity. You know, they, the they European have a 20, one has a lot of nudity. Well, the European right? one, they have a 24 hour f- like feed. Okay. You could actually watch on Big Brother people 24 hours, and you watch them like shit, shower, and shave, girl. Like they, <laughs> they show it all. Like, and shag, shit, shower, shave, and shag. Um, so if you're interested in that, definitely check out Big Brother UK. The American one's a little more subdued. Uh-huh. Um, they do shower, but they have like kind of like barn doors where you just see their head and their feet. Okay, um, yeah, if you're yeah, into yeah. that thing. All right, we got two more here. Totally nude aerobics. <laughs> totally nude aerobics. I think this one sounds <laughs> pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. The same group of women perform an aerobics routine twice. Once with leotards on and once with them off. I'm so glad you pronounced leotards. I know, right? me too. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I thought it was something else. Uh, naked news. Naked news. Female anchors strip fully naked as they present the news. Ooh, queer Christian naked news. Here it comes. It's coming well, to mean, your channel. It is audio. You never know what we're wearing over here. <laughs> Nothing but the radio. <laughs> That's fascinating. Okay, well, are these reality shows getting us and our society better about shame and nudity? Or is this just exploration that plays to our shame about nudity? Some of these shows are all about the taboo of nudity. And they wouldn't be as exciting if we didn't have that original shame around nudity. I, I want to point that. out that most of the shows point. we just talked about, the shows that IMDb say are the most popular, feature women's nudity. There's very little wang in that list from uh, mm-hmm. IMDb. I need to write a strongly pointed letter um, because it still shows the double standard about how we treat nudity in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. It really I mean, does. we do get to see dicks on HBO, but you know, most of them are prosthetic. You know, so we look, we have to talk. So about it's this. true. <laughs> yes, we also have to talk about sharing nudes. Some people love it and want to see and admire your body. And there are those who want to exploit your nudity and the shame around the nudity. Yes, share those nudes, but only after you get some enthusiastic consent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask first. Here's a few ways. Hey, can I share some photos of my body with you? Or would you like to see more of me uncovered? Or hey, how do you feel about looking at a few of my nudes? Or this one always works. Picks. <laughs> I know we are trying to take away the stigma and shame around nudity, but we have to stress a few rules about interacting with nudity. Yeah, I don't like the pics one, actually. <laughs> no? Be- no, because okay. uh, if you just say pics, I want to see what they look like around with their friends, what they look like smiling, okay. what they look like in a suit. I don't necessarily want to see their colon. I think, yeah, it depends on the context of the conversation, too. Is this context happening on eHarmony or is this conversation, you know, happening on... That's why, well, still, even if it's Grinder, I still think that, you know, um, we said this before and we'll say it again, get consent before you share nudes with someone else. Word. It's nice. I don't like to be flashed. I like to, you know, if I need, I need, I gotta like to know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I hear that. And never, never share someone else's nudes. Remember, it's their body and they should share it with who they want, when they want. They are not yours for passing around. 
By doing that, you only add to the shame that Adam and Eve felt. Unless they're your bestie and you're at brunch. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe we won't get to a place where we don't feel shame around nudity. But it's a little assuring knowing that God created us naked. Mm-hmm. God loves us naked. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe someday we could love ourselves naked too. I mean, I always say one of the first things to... Um, uh, body positivity is just walk around your room naked by mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and just try to enjoy yourself, powder, lotion, fragrance, whatever it is you do to make you feel beautiful and just try to enjoy uh, your nice, clean, naked body. Yes. I think that that's something that definitely helps people. You know, maybe uh, someday in the end times, we'll all get to be naked together again. <laughs> and may it be so. Or even like a good practice is finding a nude beach when you're up and ready for it. You know, the nude beach in um, Fort Lauderdale is called Hall- in Miami is called Hallover. And they say it's because you get a tan hell over your body. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Let it be so. Yeah. Everyone deserves a naked tan. <laughs> Listen, this week for your tithe, love offering, charity act of good. This is more of a devotional practice. And it's a little out there, but hear me out. Naked prayer okay get naked if you want and you can get on your knees fold your hands bow your head and offer up your prayers to god you you'd be surprised how humble you feel when you naked pray get out of your clothes and get into it this is an activity you can do alone or with your loved ones people you trust get naked together and spend time in prayer meditation song and even a meal nothing sexual it doesn't have to be just naked friends getting together for prayer and fellowship yeah, you may have followers, but if your followers aren't naked and actually, no, I'm just kidding. If your followers aren't actively <laughs> engaging with each other, learning exactly. from each other and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. So please reach out to us. We just want to know who you are and feel your presence. Now, listen, we also have songs and acts of praise that we like here. We want to spread the love to other queer Christian music and artists. So if you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, send us an email to contact at yashjesuspod.com with a link to where you can find an MP3 file of the song that you want us to consider. So we're going to close up with a prayer right now. We have more drag queen prayers. We have so many, you guys. I'm so excited about it. And I say you guys as G-U-I-S-E, the full uh, non-gendered spectrum. We have them here for you. Yash Jesus was at RuPaul's Drag Con in London. And while we were there, I got some holy prayers from some divine drag queens. So today we're going to open our prayer segment with a prayer offering by Casta Hex. Ooh. My prayer for the LGBTQIA community is that we all embrace things that at face value make us different, but those are the things that actually we need to accept. Not everyone isn't, hasn't got a six pack, not everyone has huge arms, not everyone has a tiny nose. We need to accept people and not marginalize people. We're already a marginalized community. To marginalize ourselves further is ludicrous. I love that. That's an amen for me for that one because... Um, I think, you know, um, a long time ago, I gave up just trying to like only embrace other folks that have a body type that I found as some kind of an ideal. I was cutting myself short, but not allowing myself to have experiences with other people or to be attracted to other people outside of what I will quote unquote, the straight male gaze told me as a gay man that I'm supposed to like. So once you start breaking out of that, I think that that's really a a fulfilling way uh, to be around a lot of people. So thank you so much, Casta Hex. Uh, for giving us that prayer and that thought you know uh heavenly father we pray we pray for all those bodies we pray for those things that we try to cover up those things that we could be ashamed of you created our bodies to be good they are our temple you find no shame in the bodies that you created so please please god help us 
Help us to love our bodies and share them with the right people at the right time. Help us take away the stigma and the objectification of bodies and recognize them as the beautiful creation that you have made. Lord, we pray for Senator Megan Hunt and for everyone who is fighting these terrible bills in whatever creative way that they can. Keep Senator Hunt strong. Help her find reinforcements. Break open the hearts and minds of these anti-LGBTQ lawmakers and those who want to er erase us from the community. Yes, and we pray for Ash. They are running into so many people from their past, trying to drag them back into the past. Give them the patience and strength to correct the people who make honest mistakes and to avoid the people who can't recognize them for who they are today. And we give thanks for Meech. Their wisdom, their history, and experience helps us all to be better Bible wanderers, more faithful Christians, and wiser people. So we give you thanks for Meech. And we give you thanks for this time together and for my naked body. <laughs> and mine. Thank you, God. Amen. And thank you, Azzy. And thank you for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like the show, please make in a donation through the Buy Us a Coffee button right on our webpage. You can also consider becoming a monthly sponsor. You'd be too cool if you did. And you can find the link to do both in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review or share us with a friend. Doing so helps us reach new people and keep this show running. That's right. You can now leave an audio prayer request or a praise report on our website, yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So come on, drop us a line and send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just the sun's out, buns out, but no nudes without consent. But we'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, um, the usually naked Danny Francese. And I'm always tanning my buns over here, Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show, it's produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. And Lady Boss <laughs> Meredith Pauly. That's right. <laughs> we are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. No matter what you wear or don't wear, just remember God loves you just as you are. The best thing you could ever wear is a smile, so keep praising mm. the Lord, y'all. 